Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I think we can now say the New York Yankees, for the first time in this shortened, abbreviated 60-game season, have hit their first mini-crisis. And the reason they have hit their first mini-crisis is that they have been unable to solve the riddle of the pest, from down in Florida. The Tampa Bay Rays. And you can get the sense going back a couple weeks ago at Tropicana Field. And if you watch the games over the last two days. Especially when Tampa was doing their thing in the top half of the eighth inning against Zach Britton. They take great pleasure. And they take great satisfaction. In trying to take down and beat the New York Yankees. I mean, some of that hooting and hollering. And listen, more power to you. You're getting big hits. You're celebrating your team doing well. I'd be doing the same thing if I were in the Tampa Bay dugout. So I don't begrudge them at all. But it's the sort of stuff that, like, you're not, you know, you're normally not used to hearing because you got 40,000 people in the stands. But with every big hit that Tampa was getting, it was a clap, it was a hoot, it was a holler, and they were into it. And right now, the Yankees have been a step slow. They have been a notch below Tampa in these six head-to-head matchups in which the Yankees are now one and five. Today's game set up as a matchup of the two former Pittsburgh Pirate pitchers who, in many ways, found themselves once they left the Pirates. Garrett Cole had more success in Pittsburgh, of course. Tyler Glass now goes in that ill-advised Chris Archer trade. But you had Glass now and the ace of the Yankees, Garrett Cole, matching up. And listen, I, despite the two solo home runs that he gave up, and I'm sure I'll hear a few Yankee fans get on Garrett Cole for giving up the long ball. I got no problem when my pitcher who is top of the line, who is the ace of the staff, is giving up a solo home run or two. I can live with that. Justin Verlander for years has given up solo home runs. Kurt Schilling, if you watched him throughout his career with the Red Sox, with the Arizona Diamondbacks, he'd give up solo home runs. They are never going to beat you. Very rarely is a solo home run going to be the difference in winning or losing a ball game. So Cole gives up the home run to Troy. He gives up the home run to Zanino, but then he completely settles in. He's got everything working by the fifth and the sixth inning. And you could just sense in the seventh inning how enraged he was, how ticked off 
He was, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily at Aaron Boone, but I think it's far more to do with the fact that he's a fierce competitor. He did not want to come out of the game. He's one of those guys that, you know, wants to stay in as long as possible. And watching that game from far, I got to be honest, I personally thought, you got your ace, it's a big game against Tampa, let him go and finish the seventh inning. That was not the reason the Yankees lost this game. There are plenty of things that I'm going to critique Aaron Boone on tonight. Garrett Cole and yanking him out for Zach Britton, to be honest, is kind of far down the list. So the Yankees are in another tight, low-scoring game against the Rays. And it feels like every single one of these games has basically played out the exact same way. The game is close. It comes down to the late innings. Who's going to make the big pitch? Who's going to get the big hit? Who's going to make the big play? The Yankees have been on the short end of every single one of these games with the exception of one. And, of course, that was the case here on Wednesday night. The Yankees had chances. Yes, they were able to tie the game. Luke Voigt's been the Yankees' hottest hitter. He hits a home run. They end up scoring on the sack five from Urshela. And when they're going to the top half of the seventh inning, this game is tied. I'm feeling pretty good because the Yankees have a rested bullpen. They have everybody ready to rock. Cole's still in the game, and you're at home. That should set up in your favor. But in the sixth inning, they had a chance to take the lead. Gary Sanchez grounds out. Then you go to the bottom half of the seventh inning, and this, to me, is where I'm going to question Aaron Boone. And this, to me, was my biggest critique out of the managerial moves that were made. Brett Gardner leads off the bottom half of the seventh inning with a base set. Quinn Frazier, and I know, statistically speaking, on Wednesday, he was not having a great night. But if you've watched his at-bats since he's been called up to the big leagues, he has been locked in. He's been hitting the ball hard. He's giving you quality at-bats. I thought it was way too cute, and I thought it was over-managing and then some to take Quinn Frazier out of the game and send up Mike Talkman. And I love Mike Talkman. But I figured Mike Talkman in pinch hitting in this game, would come in for Tyro Estrada. Whether it was in the seventh inning or in the later innings, whatever. I'm letting Quinn Frazier hit there with a runner on base. I don't care if there's a right-handed pitcher on the mound or not. Not the way it works. Talkman ends up grounding out. Estrada gets an at-bat. Ends up swinging, striking out. Hicks, big chance in the seventh inning. Runner on third base. All you need is a base knock. Can't get the job done. Kind of poor for the course for the Yankees. Then you get to the eighth inning. Yankee defense. Suspect. I don't know what Zach Britton is doing running over to first base. And you hear about the fact that Zach Britton was having some leg problems after the game. That is far from ideal. That's play he needs to make. And I know some are going to get on Gary Sanchez for not busting it down the line and, and backing up that play at first base. My issue is, Britton's got to catch the ball. Zach Britton catches the ball, there's nothing to discuss. Instead of him making that play, runner reaches base, and of course Tampa, because this is what they do, and this is why they are such a, a thorn in the side of the Yankees, they get a couple of runners on base. You get possibly bailed out with the contact play and you get the runner at the plate. First and second one out. Brousseau comes up to pinch it. 
hits a BB off of Britain. Then Adamas hits a BB off of Britain. Just like that is a 4-2 Tampa lead. Incredibly frustrating. But yet in the ninth inning, there was still a golden chance for the Yankees to go and either tie this game or take the lead. The two struggling Yankees, Gleyber Torres and Gary Sanchez, they both work a walk. You got first and second with nobody out. Now, I got no problem with Brett Gordon swinging away. First of all, you're the home team. You never play for a tie. I hate the idea of playing for a tie there in that spot. And again, it's not like the Yankees tearing the cover off the ball where I want to be giving up a free out. Gardner does not move the runners over, does not get a hit, lines out to center field. But this, again, is why I'm going to critique Aaron Boone and some of these bizarre managerial moves. Ninth inning, first and second one out, you have a lefty on the mound in Beaks, but Mike Talkman has been more than capable of being able to handle lefty on lefty. You send up the slumping Miguel Andujar for a guy who's hit the ball well all year in Mike Talkman. I thought that was bizarre. You want to send up Andujar? Send him up for Tyro Estrada. What in the world are you doing taking Mike Talkman out after one at bat in this game and therefore losing Quinn Frazier in the process? Just thought it was puzzling. A lot of these moves that were made kind of were head scratches. They were head scratches. And any at-bats from Andujar and Tyro Estrada were just miserable in the bottom half of the ninth inning. I mean, Andujar looked completely overmatched. It was good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And then Estrada can't get it done with the tie runs in second and third. In many ways, this game and all of these games have played out the exact same way with Tampa Bay. It's like beating a dead horse. You wonder how Tampa Bay scores a couple of runs. They find a way. You wonder how in the world they keep running out reliever after reliever after reliever that shuts the door, but you can't buy a hit against the Tampa bullpen. And the Yankee lineup goes quietly in the night. There are legitimate reasons to be concerned about Tampa Bay. Team is good. We said this back in July. They're a legitimate threat to the Yankees in the American League. They're a team that could go to the World Series. They're not intimidated by the Yankees in any way. And you shouldn't be surprised. Look at what they did last year against the Astros. They pushed the Astros, who had Verlander and Cole going four out of five games in a best-of-five series, and they took them to the brink. They could play. But the Yankees got to figure out a way to win these close games against Tampa. Now, I think this is worth mentioning, and I'm not using it as an excuse, but I, I think it's real. I think it's fair. I think it's justified. I think if you ignore the fact You're not paying attention. The Yankee lineup, I'm sorry. Despite all of the replacements, despite that B squad mantra and, you know, next man up and all that good stuff, let's call it like it is. The Yankee lineup without DJ LeMayu and without Aaron Judge, and yeah, if you want to throw Stanton in there, without Giancarlo Stanton, does not look the same. I mean, you got Jorichella and Mike Ford. I like them. They're hitting three and four in a batting order. Mike Ford and Jorichella. 
That changes things. You really need Torres and Sanchez to pick it up in a big way. Sanchez has basically been all or nothing. He's hit his home runs, but that's it. Torres, to me, is the bigger disappointment because we have seen this with Gary Sanchez. Torres has been an incredibly consistent Yankee, and last year when a lot of guys were out, he was somebody you could rely on to pick up the slack and really carry the offense. He's done none of that this year. It has not been a dialed-in, locked-in, vintage Glaber Torres. So when you don't have those guys playing to their peak potential and you're exposing some of the guys who should be, you know, hitting towards the bottom of the order, guys who are playing a couple of days a week, and you're playing a team like Tampa Bay, that's what you notice. There is a big difference in getting after the pitching of the Boston Red Sox, which is an out-and-out embarrassment, and then getting after the pitching of Tampa Bay, which... Is scary, scary good. You can no longer assume, and I never did, but maybe some had this mindset when the Yankees got off to a 10 and 1 start or whatever it was, that the American League East is a given for the New York Yankees. It's not. You want to tell me the postseason's given for the Yankees? I'll agree with that. I don't think anybody's going to fight you on that. Yankees are going to be one of the eight playoff teams. I mean, they could basically roll over themselves for a week and they'd still be one of the eight playoff teams. But winning this division, not going to be a walk in the park. And now as you fast forward to Thursday's game, all of a sudden there's a whole lot of pressure on James Paxton to go out and give you a big effort. He has been better in his last two starts had that great sixth inning performance against the Rays. They completely fell apart in the seventh inning. Was okay against the Red Sox last week. Five innings over three runs. With the way the Yankee bats look against Tampa in the six head-to-head games that they have played, run prevention has got to be at the highest priority. Yankees going to be fine. They're going to get their guys back. They're going to be okay. They're going to be playing in October. But what would concern me about these two games and what would concern me about what we saw a couple weeks ago is that this is the sort of game you could play in the postseason. And if you match up with a team like Tampa Bay, you're going to have to be able to get those big hits. You're going to have to be able to get those big outs. You're going to have to be able to make those big plays. And the Yankees have come up short in every one of those areas in these head-to-head matchups. You can't ignore that. You get a money start out of Garrett Cole. And yet you still can't find a way to win? Concerning. Very concerning on a whole lot of fronts, a whole lot of levels. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 